Welcome to the Yale Mega Podcast, where we delve into the inspiring stories of entrepreneurs, motivational coaches, and business leaders. Join us as we hear about their journey to success and the challenges they faced along the way. We'll uncover their secrets to perseverance and determination and gain valuable insights into what it takes to reach your goals. The journey may not be beautiful, but it is always purposeful. So sit back. Relax, being ready to be inspired by those who have dared to dream big and make it a reality. Hey, everybody, welcome to a brand new Al Mega podcast. I'm your host, Al Mega. Welcome to the app. But today we have an amazing guest. This homie here is known as the entrepreneurial evangelist, and he is about to spread the gospel with gets you motivated and hot, and gets you going. Let me introduce the one, the only, the legend, Jason Skisek. How you up? doing? Ow, brother, <laughs> you you honor me with that intro. I appreciate it. I hope I can live up to that energy, brother. <laughs> uh, you, you, you got it, man. You've been doing it. As the evangelist, you're definitely spreading that gospel, making it happen for folks, motivating, helping, you know, sp- spreading that good work. So thank you for doing that and sharing that, you know, with, with the world, brother. Thank uh, not you. many. Not many could, so thank you for being one of the few. Thank you, and thank <laughs> you for sharing your your audience with me today, brother. Not too way. We're gonna learn a whole lot. I mean, I'm gonna, I, basically we met off a of podcast. So, a big shout out to Alex and Podmatch, wonderful a little uh, network over there uh, where you meet wonderful entrepreneurs that are definitely get you uh, motivated. And you know what amazing stories. And that's how I met Jason. So you know, a shout out to Big Al over there. So yeah, he's, let's he's make it happen, baby. Me. Yeah. What? He's been on your show? Yeah, I'm having him on my show. He's great. Alex is awesome. Yeah, I love that guy. Dude, he just keeps coming up with other ways to keep helping the community. He's mm-hmm. a beast. You know, like, he, he's playing the gospel in his own way, if you will. Yes, he is. <laughs> yes, he is. You're right about that. Yeah, man. So I'm going to be basically out of the questions of a pop match to make you feel comfortable. But before we even do any of those, you know, I just want to ask you, like, where are you OG from and, and early motivations in life? It's a good question, man. I'm from uh, outside of Chicago. Um, I spent most of my young life in the suburbs of Chicago um, and then have lived in Chicago for the last 15 years or so um, until I recently moved. Um, And my inspiration mostly was, you know, my dad working hard. My dad's a plumber. He was working hard. My mom always encouraging me to go out and learn new things. Uh, She was all, I didn't have to do any one thing. She didn't say, you're going to be a pianist. You're going to be a this, you're going to be a that, but I always had to do something, which meant, and I I really love that because it kept me focused uh, on expanding and loving to learn. So I would learn new things, whether it was pottery or drawing or whatever, poetry, she would take me to poetry stuff. Um, And then the second thing was when I was very young in first grade, uh, I got pulled out of regular school and they put me into a behavior disorder school that was K through 12. So it was like, I'm eight years old and that dude's 18 smoking cigarettes and like getting in fights. And so I was in a very interesting environment for about seven years um, of my young life. And so on the one side of that, I was learning kind of what not to do, what not to be and seeing people, you know, in, in very bad uh, situations. But on the other side of that, you know, I was the youngest kid. I was the only kid there that was that young. And so I was getting to learn at my own pace. I was going through three or four math books a year. And they, they, wow. I, I found, I, I was, I was able to engage with learning in my own way, which I think gave me a lot more um, confidence when it was time to decide my own path as an entrepreneur. Oh, wow. There we go. There we go. So, all right. So before we coming on that path and of entrepreneur, what, what, what path did you take in that young life of yours? Yeah, it's a good question. So I've always, um, 
I've always gone really deep on the things that I'm passionate about. Like we were talking about comic books earlier. Um, yes, yeah. Hey, you, I, knew, you were dropping them names, boy. I, I, I needed a broom. Where I don't play, I don't, I don't play <laughs> man. Uh, but when I was a kid, I didn't know I was an entrepreneur, but I was into snowboarding. I worked at the snowboarding hill. I was into cars. I worked at the shop. I was into clothes. I worked at the mall. And so I always tried to make my day-to-day life, the thing I did to make money, part of something I was passionate about. I couldn't, oh, like, if, if I got a job at a restaurant, I was garbage. If I got a job at a casino, you know, the casino, I was garbage. And so, um, I, you know, I had to follow, the, I could only do those things that I was passionate about. I bet you that you're way that, that way as well. I don't, I don't um, know what you're talking about. The problem was that I wasn't passionate about anything that was making me a lot of money when I was like 20. And so instead of, instead of being passionate about pool and poker, which is what I was into then, I realized I had a moment of clarity and I was like, just join the military. So I joined the army and that was what finally gave me purpose and discipline. Thank you for your service, sir. Of course, man. I think your freedom's worth it, Al. Uh, anyway. Uh, so joining the military gave me the structure to, to do what I said I was going to do to get better incrementally, to show up with discipline and to lead. Right. Um, and so then when I got back, it was kind of easy. I just, I just started doing the things that I was passionate about and, and trying to help people and showing up for them. And, uh, at the same time, I did two things when I got out of the military, I joined, um, college, I went to college for finance and became a banker. That's where I thought I was going to go out and make a bunch of money uh, I certainly did not. Uh, I became a banker, but I was very bad at it. Uh, and at the same time I did that, I was, I started a small community CrossFit gym in Chicago and, uh, me and two other veterans just started a small little dusty gym. And so here I was up in a high rise working on $50 million deals. And all I can think about is my little community of CrossFitters, uh, that I was super passionate about helping and growing. Um, and so it took a few years, but ultimately I shifted my focus and time to being a full-time entrepreneur. Nice. The rest been history for me. So uh, when you say a few years, again, I, I love how people tend to think sometimes, oh, it, it's an overnight success, this and that. No, it, it's a hell of a journey. Like, how long was that shift be- in between before you were able to go like full time to the passion? It was over steps, but I will tell you this. It was seven years before mm-hmm. I broke 200 members at my gym. And then it was six oh, months man. before I broke 300. And so I just, I just didn't really, I didn't. Part of it was I was so focused on trying to be what somebody else thought I should be that I didn't really give enough attention to what I really loved and what I was passionate about but, in profession. Yeah. And so uh, so it took me not it didn't take seven years, but it was steps. First, I worked at a bank. Then I have a very close friend and mentor to me that owns a big business. And he gave me an opportunity to work for him, which was a lot more flexible. And it was associated with things that I cared about. So shout out to Martin. He's he's great. Uh, but ultimately, it wasn't my own. And so then it was the next step was my own, was my own business. And then from there, now I've launched several other businesses. Hey, awesome. Awesome. All right. So, so talk about the core values and why they're important yeah. to you. Yeah. So it was around that same time, man. I, you know, everybody, if you're listening to this and you do own a business, you probably, when you filed your LLC, somebody told you, you got to have a mission, you got to have core tenants and core values or some, some version of that. Yeah. So what'd you probably do? You probably went to, yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. And then you go to like, you know, YouTube and you're like, okay, what are Apple's core values and what are Microsoft's core values and what are, you know, Tony Robbins's core values. And so you're borrowing from other people. That's what I did. And then you take that piece of paper and you put it in a desk or you put it on a file on your computer and you never look at it again. 
And one day my mentor, Martin, one of my close friends was like, Hey man, you know, those things don't actually sound like you. Have you ever thought about what your real core values are? And I was like, what do you mean, man? I know what they are. They're persistence and never give up and fucking, you know, grow or die or whatever. And, uh, he was like, no, man, your core values are what's in you. They're already there. You don't, it's not what you wish you were. It's not what you want to one day become. It's who you are. It's what got you to the dance. And so I spent three weeks or so uh, first, just writing down a list of things that I thought I was right. And then I would take it to my wife and I wouldn't tell her, I'd be like, just tell me, what do you think I am? I write that down. And I would take it to my team I had a team of coaches and I'd ask them. And then I would take that and I'd say, okay, well, what do these things kind of combine together to be? And, and, you know, so it'd be like, you know, man, he's so high energy and he loves to meet new people and he's always excited and he's happy all the time. Okay. Well, what is that together? What are those things? Well, that's spirit of the puppy. Right. And he's like, well, he's always there on time. And he's, he's there when you need him and he leads from the front and he can work hard. You know, he cares about his people. Okay. Well, that's military mindset. All right, cool. We got that. Those are two things. What else? Well, he starts fast. He got starts going, but he's w- w- ready to change on the fly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's head up feet moving. And so as I'm going, I'm just realizing that there are these things that sort of break me down into these sort of elements. Um, and the beauty of that, Al, is once I did it, in order to test it, I had this like five-sided puzzle piece, right? And so I had created five different core values that sort of represented me in different ways. And so I would hold it up to the past. I'd be like, hey, what was that co- that guy that worked with us? He seemed like he was going to be great, but everything I said, we were button heads and up was down, down was up, left was right. Why didn't that work? Oh, he was military mindset, but he wasn't spirit of the puppy. And so you guys couldn't connect in the way that would be right for you. And then I did that enough in the past. And then I realized, oh man, now I can hold that to the future. Now I can look out into the future and say, hey, should Al and I work together? Al likes comic books. We got a lot in common. Uh, He probably has this in common. He has that in common. But maybe I find out, oh, he likes to do it like this. Oh, that's not going to work. No problem. We're friends, but we're not going to work together. Whatever. And so ever since then, now I have this beautiful five-piece puzzle, uh, five-sided puzzle piece that I can kind of hold up to opportunities and to things that are coming in the future. And it's never served me wrong. God, oh man, look at this. What? All right. So how do you build strong and dynamic teams that work well together? It's a great question. So for starters, we just kind of covered the beginning of it is I don't recommend, especially like you and I, right? We're building businesses that are around, these aren't insurance companies, right? These are businesses that are built around things that we love. And so we want to find people that are going to engage with our stuff and care about it the way we do, or at least close, you know, maybe employees will never be like me and you, right? But we want. Oh to man, do I? Listen, I know that's I know. one of my biggest. You know, like we we, we beg our teams from someone saying, "Hey, uh, can you get more engagement? We, we share something." I even tell, I don't care if it's mine, but if another team member, if there's something out there, please share it. You know, how, how do we even get them involved? Like, what do we have to do? You know, bribe them? <laughs> no, I, I think you know what you're describing is sort of a, it's a problem that so many people ignore, and it's an important one. And that is like you you can't. You can't just pile on money on top of somebody and have them do something that they're not. You can't ask a fish to fly. I've yeah. tried to do it in the past for a long time. There's somebody that I like well, that Piranhas works for me. <laughs> Yeah, you want them to work out. But ultimately, what I've found is I'd rather take six months longer to find the okay. right person to walk in. And then, yeah. because when you hire the wrong person, Al, and you know this, then you end up working harder than if you never hired them at the, in the first place. Cause you got to go check on everything that they did. You got to constantly be reminding them about how we do things. But when you hire that core value fit, I have examples. Shout out to James. James, a great example. I could give you 10 more, but James is somebody who was a client first 
And he just came to me one day and he's like, I really like this. And I was like, dude, you could do this. And the first day that I put him on the floor to be a coach, I heard my words coming out of his mouth and it's never been a problem since it's been like 10 years. I sold that business over two years ago and he still shows up for that 5am class to make sure that they get, get covered. And he's carrying on those core values, not because I want him to, but because they really are who he is. Excellent. 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 All right. So talk to me, how can an entrepreneur be successful and, and love their life at the same time? That's the vision of time. That's a difficult thing for a lot of entrepreneurs. Yeah, I think it's because most people like you and me, we get where we're at by hustling. We get where we're at by working hard. And so Chi-Town, New York. Yeah, we born hustlers, baby. You're right. And and so when there's a brick wall in front of you, what do you do, Al? You run right through it. And when you got to put on a new hat, you got to figure out how to do a podcast. You got to figure out how to run Facebook ads. You got to figure out how to do sales or create whatever it is you're creating with your business. Well, we're the type of people who say, oh, there's an opportunity. I'm going to step up and take responsibility to do it. Well, what happens is, is eventually any human being gets maxed out. And so, so many people are so busy wearing all the hats and running through brick walls, they don't realize that they're the problem now because now nothing can go fat past them. We can't do any good work if it's you. And so maybe you're, maybe you're an oil changer. Maybe you're the best oil changer in the world. You can do 20 cars a day, but you can never do 21 until you teach somebody else how to change oil. You see what I mean? And so I think ultimately we have to take off the hats. We have to put down the sledgehammer and we have to learn that the magic between our ears isn't magic. It's science. We can teach it if we learn it and we teach it to them step-by-step. Oh man. Preach Jason. Preach. My gosh. All (laughs) right. All right. So let's go back to the core values. So how do you develop your two, your two core values as an entrepreneur that, you know, well, the best yeah. steps for me to start looking at, you know, at, well, you know how, how insightful do I have to get here? Honestly, <laughs> it's the, for starters, this is something I do with my clients all the time. But for, you know, we've already kind of covered a little bit of it where it's like literally just sit down and ask yourself, what makes me me? And think about it in terms, I, I like to call them 4D core values because there's four different dimensions that I use. And so one of them is who I am. Okay, who am I? I'm military mindset plus spirit of the puppy, whatever that is, right? Uh, who am I? I'm always on time. I'm super passionate about what I'm not. I don't care about the things that I don't care about. Whatever. Write that down. There's other people that are like, I'm you know, super risk averse and I'm, I love to read and I'm all these things that I'm not, right? You just write down a list. Who am I? Okay. How do I do work? Write that down in words and phrases. Just write it down. And as many as you can, hundreds if you have them, 50 at least. Um, how do I communicate with others? And what motivates me? Am I motivated by money? I'm not. So I wouldn't write that. Am I motivated by helping people? Yeah. Am I motivated by uh, being invested in people's results? Absolutely. And so I would sit there and write all these things down and then put it away and then go go do the same thing with people that care about you and really know you well. People that love you, family or or friends, and people that work with you and see you at your best and see you at your worst. Because people will tell you flat out, Jason is this, but that dude is not that. Like, Don't ask me to be the one to read legal documents every month. That's why I couldn't be a banker. Don't ask me to be the one to make sure that, uh, you know, this box was checked on some paperwork from a thing. Uh, That's just not me. Am I capable of doing it? Maybe, but it drains my energy. And there's three types of work, Al. There's work that you can do, or I'm sorry, there's work that you cannot do and you shouldn't do it. I'm not going to, I'm never going to be a pilot. There's work that you can do, but it drains you. Try to limit that. 
And then there's work you can do where it seems like no matter how much of it you do, you're energized and you get more energy from it. That's this for me. I've never gotten off of a call like this with less energy. And so I try to fill my life with things that are giving me energy. Amen. But let me tell you, when I'm working on the site, you know, doing the pause, doing what I got to do, man, I'm the energizer bunny. I keep going. There is no distrust. But you give me a tedious task, I want to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and and what I've found is there are the two things. There are people in the world who would be horrified to be on mic with us right now, but would love to do the tedious tasks. Find those people yeah. that match your other core values. That's your employee. Oh, I, I, I know plenty of those folks that they don't understand how I do what I do. Oh, I, that's why you have to stay in the background. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, but. What yeah. can you do? <laughs> Let's get it done. What can you do in the background? So, all right. So, talking about the background, sometimes you know, what I mean, you know, because I I know has uh, been. What's the best way for a spouse to work together as entrepreneurs? I mean, are you yourself? You know, do you have a spouse, and do you do. work with your spouse? Yeah. So, my wife Donna has worked in my last five businesses oh, uh, as a full time employee. And uh, right now she's, we just had a baby. She's got a two-year-old and she does some other stuff, but she she's has, she doing another full-time job. <laughs> well, she's a, she's a, she's a coach. Yeah. She does spin instruction and, and classes and stuff at it. Oh, wow. Um, it's fantastic. So here's what happened. Uh, when my wife decided to come full-time at my gym, it was because we were growing so quickly. Uh, we had finally figured out our business and our team and we were growing so quickly. I just needed the help. So I brought her in. And what occurred to me, I had probably had 15 coaches at that time at my gym. Um, and it just occurred to me that my timeline with my life, with my wife is for the rest of my life. I want to die having her and I married and we're, we're in love with each other and we get buried next to each other. And so that means that if she's going to work with me, I need to think on an infinite timeline, right? So she's like, our life is forever, right? Hopefully. Um, and so on an infinite timeline, even the biggest hurdles or obstacles are very, very small. They're little pebbles. You can just step right over them. And so I realized that if I want to work with her forever, if I want to live with her forever and work together as a family business, then I need to understand that any obstacles that happen day to day in the business are very small pebbles in the road. And once I set that mindset, it became very easy. Also, I made sure that we weren't like having a bump heads in the business all the time. Like we just don't have roles that are constantly at odds. Right. Um, but once I realized how easy that was, I went, dang, man, why don't I just treat everybody that way? Why don't I just pretend like everybody is someone who I love and respect and want to keep in my business forever <laughs> and treat them like it's not the end of the world. And ever since I did that, Al, my employees have been happier. They've produced better. They've stayed with me longer. We have community. I have friends that quit and then came back and quit and stayed quit and we're still friends. You know what I mean? Like, and so there's just um, my, my ability to retain authentic and meaningful relationships with the people that I've worked with has gone through uh, the roof as I a result it. of that. Yeah. I've had the same experience in a sense where people have had life experiences. They've had to go and then, you know, everything says straight. Hey, uh, how you doing? You have any space for me? I'm like, of course, there's a revolving yeah. door, baby. You want the crusader? Always oh, because only way you're going to get out. It's like the movies. We might have to beat you up. So tell me what you do. <laughs> Only plan. <laughs> you know, but it, it's about family. I mean, I understand. Like, you know, life gets in the way. But, you know, you, you, and that shouldn't hurt your passion. So whenever you're ready to continue, you know, I'm happy that people want to continue their passion. So if I could be that doorway for them to, you know, 
spark that flame. Let, let's get it done, baby. Yeah. You know? All right. So you were just talking about gyms and all. So and that's something that I, I know I got to hit the gym again. But talk about how does fitness and health help me find success as a leader and a business owner? How important is health and fitness to that? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, like, um, I work with general entrepreneurs now. I work with coaches, consultants, and solopreneurs typically. So people like me and you. Um, and so, but because I came from fitness, I think there is something very fundamental about fitness. You only have one body. It's the it, like if if we are just our brain and our soul or whatever you want to call what we are, your body is the thing that gets you where you want to go. It's the thing that does the stuff you want it to do. What you eat is the fuel that runs that vehicle, right? And so fitness and and health and sleep and nutrition, those things make you show up in a better way in every single aspect of your life. Um, there's there's almost nobody in the world that's life got worse when they got in shape. And I don't mean like bodybuilders or you know swimsuit models or anything. I'm talking about regular people that move their bodies that, I mean, everything from depression to obesity, to diabetes, to testosterone levels, to birth, like vitality, like, uh, like, uh, being able to give birth. I can't think of the word. Um, all of that is improved cognition, your energy at work, a hundred percent of things are improved. And the other thing, and I think this one's a little more like mental, but if you don't feel good about yourself in the, when you see yourself in the mirror, you can't show up confidently. You can't show up with that fresh haircut feeling of like, I'm going to take over the world today. If you know you're a fat ass or like, or, you know, like, or, you know, like you do the wrong like, thing. Yeah. Cause if we you all feel know like a fat ass that day. And that's that. And it's like, Oh man, here we go. And it's like, yeah, I know. I, yeah, I, I, I mean, but it's hard because, true, true. Beca because what's, it's hard because we, we can make any excuses that we want publicly. We can make any excuses we want in our own brains, but everybody ultimately knows, did you do it or did you not do it? Are you living it or are you bullshitting? And if you're bull, if you're bullshitting, you know it. And then the world can see it all over your face. And so it's yeah. one of those things where honestly, right now I've been launching a business. I haven't been getting in the gym anywhere near as much as I would like. And I know that. And I know the reasons for it, but I also know that if I continue on this path, that I won't be the man that I want to be. If I, if I have core values, I need to honor those core values by getting out and doing those things that those core values. And also I need to show up for my family and show them by example, the, the man, the example that I want to be for them and my clients and everybody else. There we go. I mean, folks, you got to follow Jason here. Spring Clover on Instagram. Be showing that. Do you hear this guy? I mean, how can you? Do you not feel pumped up? Like Arnold says, <laughs> come on now, yo. My man, it's pizza here. All right, so how can an entrepreneur fill their days with only the work that gives them the energy? Yeah, it's a great they question. Still be successful. Yeah, I, we, we covered that a little bit. What I would say is um, you, you have to understand that you shouldn't be the smartest person in your business for everything. And if you, if you find people who love the stuff that you don't love and also match your core values, then you're going to be so much more capable than if you just try to do everything yourself. Or if you think that's why I don't love to talk about discipline too much, because I think discipline, you know, discipline is really just putting money in a piggy bank, but I don't put money in a piggy bank if I know it's going down the toilet. And so discipline only happens when I believe that I'm a good investment. 
Does that make sense? Discipline only happens. I only take, I only go to the gym because I know that I'll feel better. I only go to the gym because I know that I'll look better. I only do the business activities that I do because I know that they will help people and make me money. And so ultimately, I don't like talking about discipline. I would much rather find those things that give me energy and because I'm going to show up so much better that way. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to, you can't, you couldn't pay me. Oh, any amount of money to work 40 hours a week for somebody else, but you can't stop me from working a hundred hours a week in this business because this is me. This is the thing that I yeah, love. Man. This is my whole passion. Right. And so like, Al, we could be recording this. It's not, not work. It's not work, dude. <laughs> we could be recording this or not. If we were just having a conversation, this would be the same fucking conversation because this yeah. is what I want to do. This is what like, I'm passionate about this and it's changed my yeah. life forever. And it's changed my family's life. I feel it's the changed- energy, kiddo. You get, you're yeah. pumping me up for real, bro. I feel the passion. Yo. I, 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 I'm on your lane. I'm on that, on that avenue, bro. On that yeah. boulevard, baby. You know, yeah. we're doing it exactly when you do something you love, man. It, it just comes, it's not work. You're doing it. Time flies by, you know, hours later, you're like, oh my God, I've been doing this for that long. Yeah. Oh, well, hold on. But I'm not finished. I got one more, one more thing. One more thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Sometimes like, you know, it's funny. I, uh, I'll work. So I, I have what's called a perfect week calendar. And what I do is I actually like engineer my week, uh, and I live by it. I just, my calendar is not available off of these times. And it starts yeah. with time with my wife and daughter. And then it goes to my fitness time and then it's business with whatever's left over. Right. And in phases of my life, I'm 15, 20 hours of work a week. That's it. Uh, but right now, like she's having to come in and be like, Hey, it's 11 PM. You got to come upstairs. And I'm like, Oh shoot. All right. Yeah. Sorry. I just get really excited about this stuff that I'm building. Cause I believe in it and I yeah, know I that I can do better. That's the other thing is I think so many people get, they, they do enough. And they go, oh, that's that thing. Yeah, we made that five years ago. We just sell it. We just sell it. It's like, can you make it better? Can you can you do more? Can you add to that? Can you make a better version? Because at the end of the day, like, I look at my life as a book, and I don't want the same page every single day for the next for the whole rest of my book. No way, man. I want to make it better. I want to grow. I want to be an expert at what I do. I want to impact people's lives. Please, baby. Please, baby. So I. I- before we go, there's two more questions. And th- this one I, I, is fine to me because you know, I, I believe in this type of stuff. <laughs> how, can plant, how can plant medicines and psychedelics help me as an entrepreneur? Well. How about that? And, 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 and get into it. What, 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 what are we talking about when you mean? Yeah. So, um, so for, me, it's, for me, it's primarily uh, cannabis and, and psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, okay. But psychedelics in general. Um, the way I like to think about it is there are, there's, there's drugs that make you more than you are, which I've never done cocaine, but I think that's a good example. Meth or cocaine, like me, oh, I'm, I'm king of the world. They make you more than you yeah, are. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's some drugs that make you less than you are, right? Like heroin or pills or whatever, right? Like yeah, they take you down. And then there's some drugs, which I think of psychedelics as being this, that don't make you more or less. They just reveal the curtain and show you the truth. They, they allow you to the put down. Eye. Yeah, well, they allow you to put down your ego. They allow you to stop being Jason or Al, and they allow you to look at the world more objectively. And so because of that, it was very helpful to me to see a lot of people like me and you, you know, you know, 
very hard charging, very ego driven can be very, uh, very much like my point of view. I want to be right. And when you take that, it's, it's a shortcut. It's not the only way to get there, by the way, for those folks that don't want to do that. There are other ways, meditation, yoga, any number of different things, but the act of just taking your ego, setting it to the side and just looking at it for what it is is so helpful as an entrepreneur because ultimately we're solving problems, but we're not solving problems for us. We're solving problems for other people. And so we need to get better and better at looking through other people's eyes. And that's very difficult to do, especially if you're a super charismatic, like tribal entrepreneur. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Listen, I've I've had mushrooms when I was in Orlando. Someone put me on to micro dosing because he asked me, have you had that experience? And I was like, Yes, and I don't know, never again. He goes, oh, you, you probably did too much. Let me too teach much. you, kiddo. <laughs> Let me teach you, kiddo. This is how you do it, pop, pop, pop. Because he was a, a gentleman already over over 70 years old, mm-hmm. still doing mushrooms. So this is how you do it. So, all right, yeah. so I microdosed. And, and it was me, my, my lady at the time, and my neighbor. We were hanging out. We did what we did, listening to music. Let me tell you, Jason, I dropped some of the best lyrics of I, and you know, I, I like doing hip hop, and you know, I, I play around. But wow, did I start rhyming? It opened yeah. up my my even my next door neighbor because he was actually a rapper and producer. Yeah. Looking at him was like, oh, Al, damn! I didn't know you had it in you like that. Now, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were having a good time. The neighbors yeah. were looking in the garage and no, it was. But I understand. Then afterwards, yeah. It, it, then there was another time I smoked a, a strain of weed called the Orange Romulan. Man, did that open up my brain? I was on that computer for hours. My wife at the time wow. was like, Can you please get off the computer? I like, hold on. It's like, yo, this thing has got me going flowing with ideas. I must have been going for hours just like typing ideas and then sending my ideas to the team. And these are the plans that are coming up. It was wonderful. So I absolutely understand that. I believe in it. <laughs> yeah. One thing I would I would give you is um what I'll do, I don't do it as often lately because I've been in flow, but Usually about once a month, I'll go into a float tank, like a sensory deprivation float tank, and I'll just alone with a very small amount, and it just helps you to clarify. Like if you ever seen like an old like uh, engine diagram where it's all blown up and you can like yeah. see all the parts, it helps me to kind of blow up my relationships and my business wow. and like the systems and sort of put move things around, and then I can put them back together more efficiently that way. That's interesting. Isolation. I mean, I've always wanted to try that, but it's you got to try it. You got to do it three times. Three you got to do it three times because the first time you're going to be crazy. You're going to be like, "This sucks." Really? I'm not, it's too. I can't do it at least three times. Okay. Wow. What? What? What, what prompted you to try that the first time? The sensory deprivation. Yeah. Uh, I had heard about it on Rogan, and I'm also Joe Rogan, and I'm also um, yeah. I'm an early adopter type. I bet you are too. I'm an early adopter type. And so like new technology. I love AI. Let me tell you. Yeah. I like I, I have a free course on ChatGPT already. Like, uh, Let's say we're looking you. All right, Jason. High, high five. Yes, I'm an early adopter. I love it. I, I put, I was trying to have one of my team members. He's old school. Yeah. Put him on to AI. Let me tell you, he threatened me at first. Come a week later, he says, he sends me a picture. He goes, oh, look, I'm an artist. Look what I did on on AI, like oh, first of all, you scream at me about it. Now all of yeah. a sudden, you you're, you're fiddling with it. Like I asked you to, you know, it's just don't be afraid of new tech, please, yeah. people. Learn it. It's a tool. Let's see, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> but be a doomsayer. <laughs> I mean, he might be be right, but until then, I'm going to use it. Oh <laughs> uh, heck yeah, man! It comes with Hello Plans. I think it's the one too. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I'm digging from all, all aspects, whether, you know, from uh, writing to podcasting ideas. I mean, it really, and you can actually ask questions about yourself. Although, Jason, I'll tell you this is a funny story before we go. One of my friends, he is a video game journalist. He, he, he covers generally uh, video game business, known, uh, great guy. I, I, I met him at New York Comic Con a couple years ago. You know, he's out there doing his thing. So he decides when they ask about himself within ChatGPT. Mm. Apparently, he died. <laughs> it gets it wrong a lot. That, that, <laughs> a couple yeah. of years ago. <laughs> yeah. So when I saw that, I saw it done. I was like, man, I've been talking to a zombie all these years. What's going on? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, ChatGPT is funny, but no, if you use ChatGPT in conjunction with with the the browser, the web ChatGPT, it will actually bring you much more up to date results. So yeah, I, that, found, that's what I found. Yeah, I, I I've never I don't try not to ask it about like the news or people as much as more like I use it to write emails or I'll use it to write ads or I'll use it to write. Oh, cool like content um, or I'll, or market research. Here's a good one. If you want to research something quickly, you can have it like give you a synopsis of a book or you could have it like, nice. Hey, I want to serve people who love comic books that are male that are from, you know, 35 to 50 and, and listen to podcasts. And then that the, it'll tell you like, well, they're probably interested in this. They're probably interested in that. These would be some nice. good guests to get. And so there's ways to just sort of take like 80% of the boring work and then focus on yeah. the 20% of like creative work, you know? I use it for fun. Like, tell me yeah. all the, tell me the history of the crisis stories, you know, and, and just have it elaborate. And with I'm not much of a TC with, guy. What? I got to do that. Oh, <laughs> well, let me tell you, it, it did a good job in conjunction with WebChat GPT because then it'll bring you up to date to the latest one. But right. otherwise, it'll stop about two crises ago. Mm-hmm. And then I said, okay, let me add this so if we get up to date. And now, ooh, okay, they broke it down pretty well. I was like, very, very surprised. That yeah. did it. I was like, all right. And if you, if, why not be a, don't, don't, don't be a hater, man. Listen, DC got good stuff. Marvel got good stuff. Oh, I'm not DC saying anything negative. Stuff. I'm not saying negative <laughs> stuff. But what did you think of the Blue Beetle th- trailer? I mean, I'm digging it. Again, I'm, I'm a fan. Listen, look at me. I come from an age where we had, you know, corny, you know, graphics and all that. You know, we had to suffer as Dolph Lundgren as the Punisher. You yeah, know what I mean? I remember that. Uh, come on, we we have uh, Reed Richards that we could see the string holding his arm when he stressed. I mean, that's yeah. what we had. So when I see this, I appreciate the crap out of it. I'm Me happy too. to see a Latino superhero on screen. It looks cool. You know, it may not be for everybody. Hey, if it looks family friendly, I don't care. I love Shazam. I thought it was fun. I love Black Adam. I, I thought it was. You love I thought Black it was Adam? a fun comic book movie. I thought it was such a fun comic book movie. That's all. It wasn't serious. It didn't take itself seriously. As a comic book movie should, you That's you had it. me up until Shazam. I like Shazam. I really, I like I like Black Adam. I thought it was fun. You know the fights. It was because he's not a good guy. He's not a bad guy. I, Rock did the right thing. That's who yeah. Black Adam is. He's in the middle. He cares about his country. Just yeah. it, it, he he's a chill dude, but f with his country, and you're 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 now you know in bad hands that like you don't do. He's like, He's like the Doctor Doom of DC in that sense. Yeah, so, that's fair. That's and yeah, or Namor or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Namor or whatever. Now they want to come Namor. I didn't you know, know that. No love. It's, 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 did it's, not see the movie? The Black Panther. It's Namor because no love. I'm like, huh? Oh, what? But uh, I thought that was great. I and I didn't really like. Uh, uh, 
the second Black Panther I think I liked more, uh, which it sucks because he's gone. But uh, <laughs> but oh, yeah. man, I thought they did Let's such see. a good job uh, with uh, with Namor. Yeah. Yeah, look at this. There's a son of the geek on TC. See, folks, how cool he is. Entrepreneur, helping people, getting you buff and this stuff, and getting his geek on too. Uh, let's There's, go. Are we, am, am I going to see you at a comic convention one of these days? I'm in the Northeast. I'd love to. I'd love to, man. I would absolutely love to. I've never been to one. I. Uh, oh, my God. I've never been to one. Yeah. Jason, what I, are you I've been doing? a comic book guy my whole life. I've never been to one. Um, I don't know why. No reason. I got no good reason. I would love to. Oh, you, you, I think C two E two just passed or coming up. That's the Chicago one. Yeah, and then yeah, New York. New York's coming up. New York is coming yeah. up. Rhode Island is coming. Up. Terrific Con is coming up. Take the ride. I swear you're I gonna might. have a blast. Oh, you don't have to. Like I know. This. I would. Yeah, I would love to. I and if you tell me if you're up here, you tell me which one you're going to. Definitely uh, connect, and I'll make sure I connect you with some legends too. That'd be great, man. I would love to some Thank comic you. books. <laughs> you know what? I'm all digital now. Ever since I ever since I hey. my mom has all my old boxes of comics and stuff, which I'm sure are worth something now. But I don't I, nice. I just am digital and then I have uh the like the Marvel Unlimited and and I watch I was telling you earlier, I watched the Comics Explained kind of show quite a bit. Excellent, excellent. There we go. Yeah, it's fine. I just you know, before we go just digging into uh I got the uh the Jack Kirby Fourth World Omnibuses. So I just started. Oh, I just cracked open volume one and I said, "Let me start the journey again. Refresh wow. my memory." <laughs> That's so cool, man. Let's go. Wow. Let's go. Yeah. All right, Jason, you've been an amazing guest, folks. You know what it is? I've been showing his band over here. You know, it's uh, Spear and Clover. And you know what's cool though? Right there, if you visit the website, you could book a free test drive of their bi-monthly mastermind for entrepreneurs. All right, each test features a new expert guest speaker, as well as a small group breakout mastermind session. So, you know, check it out. You can also follow him on Instagram right here, Spear and Clover. So the love, so the support for the amazing Jason Skisik. All right, you know what it is. And thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe, turn on notifications, check out my extended family over at comiccrusaders.com as well as undercovercapes.com. Thank you, mi gente. Hasta la próxima. Love. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the Out Mega Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the insights and stories from our guests. Remember, success is a journey, not a destination. And every step you take, no matter how small, brings you closer to your goals. Don't give up on your dream and keep pushing forward. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and stay motivated.